So definitely going to get the ball rolling for sure since we had that awkward pause at the very beginning of the first and the second one. So the third one, you only had to wait one second till you heard my voice. Anyway, welcome to The Torch, Gotham FC's For the Fan, By the Fan podcast, the only one we know of at this point. If there are others, that's awesome. If you want to collaborate, if you want to do your own thing, regardless, more power to you, and we wish you luck and success. A couple of housekeeping. Well, real quick. Okay, take it away, Jess. I'm Jesse Moore, and this is my husband, Ryan Moore. Uh, Yes, I am Ryan. (laughs) Yeah. Now you can take it away. Introductions are important, aren't they? Um, Well, like Jesse said, we are the Torch Podcast, the... New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC's For the Fan, By the Fan podcast. We wanted to go, I want to go over a couple housekeeping things because we have, we're in the midst of this whole process, so it's a slow and arduous one, and we thank you for taking it with us, and that is we are on Twitter. We're on Twitter with at Podcast Torch. Tweet, Um, tweet, tweet. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Uh, shout out to, also shout out to Gotham FC, whoever runs their Twitter, if if you listen to this, thank you, keep listening, keep liking our tweets, and you know, maybe give us a follow, seeing as we don't have any followers yet, but like, that's all right because you did like a, or you hearted a tweet, liked a tweet about, uh, the release of our podcast right in time before Match Week 2's match to get caught up and, and get ready with the review of Match Week 1. So, with that, I think that's a good point, Jesse. If you want to take it to the match week one notes and fact checks before oh, yeah. we get into our totally seven so points of with week the two. match week one with our fact checks, uh, there were six yellow cards in that game of Gotham FC versus the Houston Dash. Uh, four were uh, four went to Houston and two went to Gotham. So the four for Houston was uh, Haley Hansen in the 66th minute, Nichelle Prince in the 68th, uh, Rachel Daly in the 81st, and then Sophie Schmidt in stoppage time. With Gotham, uh, of course, Cujo in the 8th minute, which we talked about in our last podcast of um, if you were giving her that yellow card at the 8th minute, clearly you were setting a standard for the game. But then that standard did not last for the game. And then uh, Paige, Paige Monahan uh, got a yellow in the 73rd minute. Which that was, that works really well with one of our points in the seven points. I'll just say that much. Um, there were also those drop balls that Ryan mentioned. Yeah, so there were two of them. Yep. I, I double checked that. There were two of them. Go ahead with that one. Yeah, the first one was in the 60th minute, and then the second one was in the 87th. Very strange. But didn't know those I were mean, still a thing. But I mean, they are I've, I've because seen it they on the happen. Rec field and I've played like rec games where we, you know, we get a, a drop ball, but I've never actually seen it happen more than yeah, I've never seen it happen multiple times in a professional setting. Yeah. Um, and then that, that crazy counter that we had mentioned and talked about with Portland, that was less than ten seconds. It was nine seconds from Franch's boot. To the crossing the goal line. Mm-hmm. That's the most 
when you talk about a counterattack, that's a counterattack. Like, yeah, I mean, that's mind you, everybody, book. if you did not listen to the previous podcast, Ryan is referring to a different game. That was not Gotham versus Portland. That was Portland versus Chicago. Which is who we played for match week two, which I think that gets us directly into our seven points, which is, I'll just take the first one, and that is, we had a goalless draw against Red Stars, which really does display the parity of this league, seeing as, you know, two weekends ago, we took on Portland in a Challenge Cup final, which we only lost by penalties the next weekend. We go get a one nil draw against or a one nil win, excuse me, against Houston, and Chicago loses to Portland five to zero. And they do exactly what we had just mentioned, which was that incredible textbook, like straight out of the textbook counterattack as well. And then, yeah, it was just it was it was almost overly tactical to a certain degree. It was a very cagey game. It was, yeah. It just displayed the parity in the league. It really did. I mean, especially with what else went on in the league, which we should kind of go ahead and touch on, just because Portland is our, one of our next opponents, is our very next opponent, and that is that they ended up losing their match week two game, which right. was their derby game. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just a very. I mean, I went into that game being like, I expected us to win at least two to zero. You I didn't. Did, ex- did I didn't expect zero. it to be a high-scoring game, because, and we'll talk about this a little later too. But I felt like the girls were might have been a little distracted, um, as, as some players, you know, you get in your head when you're playing in a tournament, and you, the next team you're going to play, you, you look at their stats and they lost by a lot to a team that you either tied or lost by one. But um, You were confident lining up against, so you say, oh, hey, well, if they can do sit that. sit back and relax. Yeah. Um, you called it. So I mean, I you was, said a two-goal, you called a two-goal victory, and that isn't, uh, you're happen. just complacent. Yeah. It felt very complacent. I was a little disappointed. And I, I really do think that, because that, that was kind of our mood the whole game. I'm like, we, we know this team can do better. And it kind of was similar to those last two Challenge Cup games before Portland. Sure. Where we felt like things were just puttering. There wasn't yeah wasn't a lot going on. But it it seemed like we were almost past that with, like, as competitive as we were with the Challenge Cup victory uh, or Challenge Cup defeat. Um Felt like a victory just being there, honestly. Like seeing the growth of the team to get there, it, yeah. was, it felt like a victory even with the loss. And then starting the new season, getting that win was huge. Um, yeah, I think we were just complacent. I think it, we should go ahead and kind of flip over into two because I think that, that that's a point to touch on because it, it's a long season, it's a 24 game season. We're going to be playing throughout um, the international break, so our depth will be tested when the Olympics actually happen. And uh, I kind of want to give it to you, Jess, because I just uh, I don't want to get too negative too fast, and I think that you're going to balance it out. So with the Challenge Cup, uh, Freya kind of had this consistent 
setup for the most part. We also had we had a good amount of people on the bench because of injuries, and Kalen was one of those who came back. Another player that came back from injury uh, is our number eight, uh, Skorsky. And I apologize if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Um, and I will work on getting it better. Uh, she started both our, both our first Match game against and Houston and, and then this one. she didn't play anything in the Challenge Cup. Yeah, so it was very interesting to see this player, and I was excited to see what she was going to bring to the table. And I wasn't a huge fan. I found myself being a little disappointed that she didn't seem like she was 100% engaged with going after balls. She kind of like would putter off after a little bit, even though there was nobody else from her team near the ball. Um, and she just seemed to be lagging a bit. Uh, the first game against Houston, I took that as like she's just getting her legs back, which totally makes sense. But I was quite surprised again to see her starting with this game against Chicago because she played the exact same. I, I, she did not. She stood out to me in a negative way. Yeah. No, not I mean, stood out to, to me it. in the positive way. She oh. stood out in the way of like, wait a minute, we've. We've witnessed five matches without you at this point. And the person that was in your roster spot did a better job. Did at this like, point? Like, yeah. They just, they were, I mean. She was getting, in this game alone, it definitely <clears throat> seemed like Mal was favoring that side. And Mal was able, Mal Pugh from mm -hmm. Chicago was able to get it past her easily because Mal Pugh had the speed and she did not. Yeah. Well, and also who was, um. Remind me who she's replaced, because over there, wasn't that Amon Dorsey? Amani Dorsey. Amani yep. Dorsey, excuse me, Amani Dorsey. Like, she, and Dorsey got uh, defensive player, not defensive, she got player of the game privileges on one of those um, those draws in the Challenge Cup. So yep. it, it really is an interesting situation, and I think it is, yeah, I mean, look, hats off to Freya for, you, you got to make sure the squad can do everything. Yeah. You know, you're only as, as strong as your last roster spot. And if your last roster spot can only cut it for 60 minutes, well, then we got to gotta work that up to 90 because that's it's kind of what it's looking like at a little bit, yeah. at, at a little bit of a point here with Skorsky of just like, okay, you came back to the roster, but you don't got legs just yet. You need, yeah. you need some time. Um, and I think that we should kind of go to... I feel like we should have switched around three and four. Yeah. Um, let's let's actually do that because I think it's a better one. So we'll we'll go ahead and make three four, and that is. Is our tactical like is our honeymoon with Freya over because of how odd and tactical this game was and just her her game changing and sub decisions? I don't think so. Because the thing, the other thing that we need to think about with Freya and Elise especially is that. Freya didn't get a true season, right? It's true. Freya was playing in a Challenge Cup, then she was playing the Fall Series. This really is actually her first Cup. campaign this her first, with this club. Yeah, yeah so, it's a good point. And we haven't had lots of matchups against the, cert, the, the clubs that we're playing mm -hmm. right now. Um, well, I mean, she, yeah, you you could argue Chicago we have because Chicago we played in that Fall Series, and that Fall Series was a, a home-and-home sure. uh, situation. And now we're in May. And we haven't faced that team since. You, 
Yes. And they've you also, they had a roster change too. I think it was definitely a, a little bit of like feeling things out. I don't want to say it's over yet because I'm interested to see what she will do in our next game against Portland with the fact that we just played them and our team. It'll really display parity. Yeah. It, like it's, it's going yeah. to be interesting. So I'm not going to say it's over yet. Okay. Ask I'll, me I'll next week. That. That's fair. I will ask you next week. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and get to the refereeing point again because I, you played, I've played, we both played. Like we, we've had we both friends have, that played up we've on the gone, college level and yeah, I mean, we've gone back and forth all with all stuff. of our friends too on some of these things that we're like, hey, hold up, what do you think of the, about this? Like. Yeah. Is this all right to you? Because no, this is totally doing crazy. comparisons of what what are calls and what are not calls. Yeah. I really think you you have a really good question here, of like, what is a foul? Yeah. What is it? I mean, I know what it is, and you know what a foul is. Like by I mean, definition, we all we know can what see it a foul is. because it is kind of just like an arbitrary, like, oh, you can't do that. But here. I will say across the board, I have not seen consistent refereeing with our games with watching mm-hmm. other games from other clubs and I say and I want to specify me watching other clubs I do not like at that point I don't have a bias right, right. opinion it's just bad refing yeah and I think something needs to be done about it or the ref should speak up or the or their organization should speak up and like I said before I would love to hear a ref commentating you have 5 matches as a league per match week you have yep. 10 teams in this league. Yep. How is it the standard of refereeing this So off? different, yeah. Like, I just, you have five games. Five games a week. That So that's four crews of, no, that's crew of four times five. That's 20 people. If yeah. you don't have a roster of 20 people that you can rotate and send out that is a consistent level, then you're doing your competition no good. You know, I normally say this from my seat, but I'm going to say it from the office right now. Refs, get your sh- together. No, for real. I mean, like, if you're going to be at the top division of your sport in your country, yeah, that's your reputation. Totally. Like, we remember the good ones. Believe me, like, we remember the good ones. Yeah. And uh, there are very few to remember. Yeah. Um, you want to take that over to to number five, which yeah, kind of goes I, with... I think we... we Touched on it a little bit, talking about Skorsky and uh, the Dorsey situation. And mm-hmm. and we also mentioned it last podcast about uh, our game changers, a.k.a. substitutions. Um, Substitution this, past, bench, yeah. this past game, uh, there were some very interesting choices that were made. I definitely felt after the second substitution that... It just felt that Gotham decided that they weren't going to score. They lost the opportunity of doing that, and they were concerned that they were going to lose. Yeah. So they went in no, a it felt like at the defensive she's like, let's mindset just play for a draw. defense. Yeah, yeah. Let's just play for a draw. Um, not playing defense and offense. Yeah. So um, I will say our bench is is I, – I like the – folks on our bench. We have I think depth in the squad. Yeah. We have a lot of good depth. You just have to utilize them properly and we utilize them in a way to not score in this last game. 
Right. I mean, look. Midge Purse is the most exciting player on our team when it comes to an offensive attack-minded mindset of football, which is what we try to play. You put her in the back line and you're you're shackling any sort of creativity and sure. explosiveness and just chance, any opportunity. You're yeah. just look, I think she's a great defender. She put at all on the line on that back line. She when she went to that back line, I mean the whole reason she went to the back line is because Skorsky couldn't keep up with Mal, right? Yep. Like Pew torched her every time. It wasn't even close. So I guess at a certain point we have to kind of tip our hat to Freya for for solving that puzzle with speed with speed. You fight fire with fire at a sure. certain degree, which we were able to keep the clean sheet, mm-hmm. even though we were not necessarily playing to attack, which you and I both love attacking football. That's how sure. you win. You get the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> the more I talk about it, the more I actually think about it out loud, it's kind of... She did what she had to do, but I don't... I mean, you and... We're not necessarily both on the Lee train, so the whole let's bring Lee in, put her in that number 10 position, let Carly Lloyd go to the attacking uh, spearhead, which... It's probably where she was going to be most effective on the field. Sure, sure. great. But Anamani's already there. So you put Anamani on the wing, which Anamani's more of a target forward. Uh-huh. So putting Anamani on the wing is just kind of... Her passing is great. It's on point. We know that. It's just kind of weird and ineffective at a certain point if you're not going to be willing to cross that ball yeah. long and diagonal to get totally. to her and like actually switch the attack, which they really... A lot of their over-the-top balls are not diagonal. They're either straight up or, you know, those ground balls that just kind of ping. And it shackled us in the attack because we really did just kind of play for that draw, which yeah. which ties us into see. the And it ties us into our next point of, you know, did, did we come in prepared to – not prepared. Did we come in wanting to win and prepared to actually play, not to – Oh, this is just this is just a game yeah. type thing. I definitely felt that that was missing. We went into the Portland game, the final of the Challenge Cup, mm-hmm. being like, "This is the oh, we were focused. The, the this, fi- is laser this is the focused. final. You know, we we got here, all that stuff, and then with the Houston game, it was the first home mm-hmm. game. They had this energy, and it now it's focused. like, great, this is the first away game. Have that same energy. Don't take the this it is like something my coach used on. to tell me all the all the time. Don't take your previous game. Don't take advantage of your previous game. That has nothing to do with the next game that you're going to play. It's true. Do not take mm-hmm. advantage of the previous game. A, the previous game that you played, and also the previous game that your upcoming opponent played. Because yeah. things change. People come off the bench. Injuries. Any given day, you name it. anything can change. And I definitely feel like we slept on that, and I'm I'm well, still just a little disappointed. I about mean, it. just to a certain degree, from like the marketing aspect, to be scrolling through, you know, social and see, hey, we're so ready for the rematch, which is a home match, but it's not this week; it's next week. Sure. And. We play tonight, Saturday, as I'm seeing this. It's like, wait a minute. What about this other game? What about the fact that we yeah. have to play a team today that isn't this team? And yeah, are we are we 
do we think just because Portland beat them 5-0, we've already got three points? Because if we think that, we're wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and we proved that. But I think that the, the ladies weren't necessarily... Um, there wasn't that focus that has been there, but also we just couldn't do... We couldn't get a shot on frame. Like, if you can't do that, you're not going to score. So I think that really does wrap up our seven points and get us to the seventh point, which we will. I will go ahead and disclose was not what um, the Budweiser player of the game named. That was Allie Long, which, you know, kudos to her. I, I won't say she doesn't deserve it because she played a really good game. I do think it was kind of, that seems like a, a marketing ploy slash like, oh, you're a new transfer and with the national team kind of move. But we, or well, at least I've gone ahead and said that Kaylin has got to be my woman of the match. You know, you yeah. keep a clean sheet, you block five shots on, um, on net, you go ahead and, I mean, her work rate, I think, is something that we we need to highlight the fact that we were able to keep Alyssa Nair in her 18 and hem them in, and she's out of the box. Yeah, Kaylin, Kaylin was being a game player. I will say that she she was leading from the back, which was great, and mm-hmm. she was able to assist in some of those plays that we were doing. And when I say assist, I don't mean from the 6 or the 18. She was no, out of she there. Was- 20 yards outside the semicircle, helping to build a those play. Those combos yeah. that were happening, which was, which was really great. She's really like she is air traffic control back there. Yeah, she sees everything, knows everything, and points the direction of the play. Totally. Um, but again, Ali Long, hats off to you. You played a great game. But as far as the seven points goes, the Lady of Liberty of the match has to be. Kaylin Sheridan with yeah. that, that sure. performance. Uh, do you want to take it for the uh, next up there, Jess? Yeah, so our next game, like we had mentioned, is against Portland Thorns. It is at our home at Red Bull Arena, which we are very excited for. So Portland, watch out. You hosted us. Now we're going to host you. Um, so It'll that game is on the 30th, mm-hmm. I believe. Three o'clock. At three o'clock. Yep. Very excited for a matinee game. Um, yeah, afternoon matches are always special. I'm going to be excited to see what the lineup is. Um, I know the girls have been practicing really hard this week. They've been enjoying the nice weather, but also the random cold weather that we've been having. Um, but we'll see what happens. Like Ryan mentioned before, uh, Portland lost their last game. But like I said... Do not take advantage of the previous game. So Portland did lose zero to one against OL Rain. Very um, match for them. Like yep. that's a, that's a big loss, and it's crazy because I'll have to fact check myself on this because I haven't rewatched their game yet. But it was like eightieth mm, minute, two to one. Haran scored a goal, as far as I could tell. Scoreboard's two two. I go to the restroom. I come back. It's like the 83rd minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, good score. Goal's been disallowed. Yep. I don't know what happened. It's on that Paramount Plus, so I can't actually like rewind in live, of course. But um, I, I really got to go back and watch because I'm, I'm very curious. Because, look, if we come out as complacent as we did this game, 
they come out as angry as they can after being punched in the face and, and could have taken oh, totally. the spoil, like some of the spoils with that match had things not gone whatever way they did. Yeah. Um, it will be interesting. And it really, like, it's something that I've said before I've, that we have to highlight. With 10, like, you have five matches a week as a league. You have 10 teams. Anyone will beat anyone at any given day. There's no way that, like, if somebody can just win, 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 then they don't really have to care when the Olympics happen. So hopefully we can do that. It will be, um, it'll be interesting to see if we can and how productive we can do. But also, shout out to, um, to our Gotham FC reserves playing in the WPSL. Yes. They won five to one. And their away route first game of the campaign Amazing. against the uh, Wizard Sports Club. Yeah, so that was great. You know, keep doing it on that level. We'd love to see you at Red Bull Arena one day, and hopefully it'll be this season. And if it's not, well, hopefully soon. Hopefully after. soon enough, because yeah. uh, let's get this pipeline flowing and just yeah. have have this beautiful game be the thing that helps this nation just. Get where we want it to be and be a community, be a team. Anything else, Jess? No, I don't think so. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for your seven points from Jesse and Ryan Moore with match week two of The Torch. We are looking forward to this uh, Portland Thorns matchup. It's going to be a good game. Definitely. And, uh, it'll be really fun to see that talent. Yeah. I mean, that's a good team. It's a good team to see live. We've seen them play live before back in 2019, and they're a competitive team. They're a fierce team. They don't uh, they don't take any prisoners. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys feel like emailing us, you can reach out to us at thetorchpod at gmail.com. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening. We appreciate it, folks. Y'all have a good evening. Have a good night, y'all.